0: patreon.com slash playvolutionhq, or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. last time on Miss Becky's Classroom.
1: I'm gonna have to talk my way out of this.
0: <laughs> and as that's happening, one of, these, one of these creatures reaches down and touches Chet on the top of the head. <gasps> no! And, and his head just detaches from his body and Becky is sprayed. <laughs> just, it's like... It is like a fire hose of blood has just been unleashed on Becky. Now let's pick up our story. When we left, uh, Claire had seen across a cathedral-sized cavern down in a copper mine her long-lost love from when she used to live in this world. Amanda was getting comfortable with her fur tentacles and realizing she was probably not as mind controlled as the aliens creatures time vortex creatures thought she was or as she was supposed to be, or as the other humans and creatures seemed to be in 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 this room and there's hundreds of them there and Becky is covered in the blood of one of her 1880s sassy gay Stoic Stoic cowboy friends because he was just turned into an alien fur tentacle creature. And, uh, and so we're going to pick up there. so Becky Becky and Brett are running after Chet was decapitated and had his head orbed. Where are they headed? What's the plan? What's up?
1: They're, they're, well, they head back to the saloon brett is uh inconsolable on their journey Mm -hmm. back understandably so you know they've been together for a long time
0: yeah yeah i didn't know if it was just kind of a hookup on the wagon oh no 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 no
1: they they grew up they grew up um in the same town they were they were the year of the ets in the 1800s you know how there's like always the Aiden's, the Jaden, the Aiden, the Kaden. Well, this, this this back then was the year of the ets, so Kent and Brett were in the same uh, kindergarten class uh-huh. in their one-room schoolhouse. Well, and
0: they're both wolf boys, too, so they probably played together oh. as wolf puppies, too.
1: Aww, huh? oh, they frolic together. Are they?
0: They are! They are! I forgot they were both yeah. wolf boys. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, they- oh. Yeah, they so, were they were affected by the same curse that did turn all of these cowboys into werewolves. Um, so you know they have a long-standing history, and yeah. they're really—I mean, Brett is broken up, and so Becky is doing her best to comfort him on the way back, and she says, "Don't worry, we're going to get your man," and he says, "Yep." <laughs> yeah. As the tears <laughs> pour down his face. So they ride back to the saloon and they walk in and Becky looks <clears> at <throat> Sidetrack, who is at the bar,
0: wasted. <laughs> and she's like, Where the hell have you been? Are you still covered in blood? I am still covered in blood. So Sidetrack says, "Did you find Amanda?" Just assuming it's yeah. more of her blood.
1: <laughs> no, no, we did not find Amanda. We lost Chet. We did find the monsters. It's bad. It's bad.
0: You lost Chet. Where did he go?
1: Uh he got turned into this thing. And oh, I would he's explain a fur, it to
0: you. He's a fur tentacle?
1: Yeah. I would explain it to you, but I think you probably already know. Still, buddy. I, Damn.
0: I really don't the I've I've been I've been checking the other timelines and these creatures have invaded the other timelines and I, I can't get a I can't get a clear reading, but they may be if they're not at mud, pu- mud puppies they're close shit and uh and not not only mud puppies like from where you're from but mud puppies back in the speakeasy days as well they appear it's they appear to be looking for something um and i i'm i'm not sure what uh these creatures they're they're all over the place and they're inter, inter, inter interdimensional travelers and I'm trying to figure it out. I, we've, we've, we need to stop them and stopping them might be giving them what they're looking for so that they'll go away. I, I don't know. Um, you need to get me in. If, if we can get to them all in one place, maybe we can plant some sort of explosive. I've, I've got some knowledge in that area and uh, maybe we can kill off some of them, but, they're not just in this timeline they're causing problems in other places that we've been
1: you need to get me in well you can transform yourself into one of these things as a disguise as a spy
0: and well, i mean you could totally transform yourself into one of these things too all you got to do is let one touch you no
1: no i don't want to be one i want to be in charge of them get me in I will find out what's going on and I will fix this. And
0: Sidetrack says, look, I'm I'm really an observer. I'm not a hero. I'm not an adventurer. I'm a watcher. And I don't know if I can do what you're asking. Buddy, you're in it. You're here. You can do this. And we're going to cut away from that. And we're going to go back to Claire, looking at her former, maybe current love across this room. Now, there's probably 150, 200 of these fur tentacles. So that's, you know, that's up to like 600 tentacles flopping around in this cavern between you. The only one that you know might be friendly is Amanda, who you've identified. You see... Coming in through the entry to this into this big cavern, you see another one of the the fur tentacles leading somebody that looks like one of those cowboys that you traveled with for a while. What does what does Claire do?
2: Well, Claire tr- dries her eyes a little bit because she's just heartbroken that she's found Colette, and Colette is one of these fur tentacle creatures. And then she sees Amanda, who is one also. So, and then she sees the other one float in and she recognizes that it's Chet. So she turns to her colleagues who are named Joe and Bo, we have named them now, and she taps them on the shoulder because they're just communicating by taps and pointing and eyes because they grew up together and have this rapport. and She points towards Chet and they have this look of shock on their face. And they tell Claire through hand signals that they need to get out of there and regroup at the saloon.
0: And so you guys get out?
2: Yeah, yeah. Claire looks at Amanda one more time and says, thinks, well, maybe if she just thinks really hard, Amanda will hear her, that they're coming back to save her. And then she looks at Colette and – through tears again on her eyes, through streaming down her cheeks that she's coming back for her too. So then Joe, Bo, and Claire head back to the saloon. And
0: so back then, at the saloon, oh, go ahead,
2: go ahead. <clears throat> but then Claire decides she needs some time alone and sends Bo and Joe onto the saloon by themselves
0: while she collects her thoughts. So she's like just sitting in a clearing, looking at a stream or something, crying mm-hmm. or...
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: a little bit. But then she thinks she'll go back to her former house and her cabin and pull herself together and look over the memories that are
0: there. And so back at the saloon, Sidetrack tells tells Becky that he... he 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 thinks he would be better help if he got to work on the ordinance to bring in to that cavern that he that 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 they bring bring into the mine to blow them up and uh, and and can help her get in there after he's figured out some sort of explosive device that she can use when she gets in there. Um, does does Becky allow him to do that or Oh fine. Oh <laughs> and and so he does pull out he does pull out some uh some forty five uh caliber bullets and hands them to her and it's probably about a dozen of them. And he says he was working on these while she'd been out doing the recon and they should pack a little bit more punch than than the bullets that she had in her gun uh before. And so he hands her those as well as some some uh some ordinance for, for the rifle that she had with. And and so Becky loads one round into her Colt forty five revolver and and stands on one side of the bar and levels it at the dartboard across the bar and pulls the trigger and it just Boom! And it does. It doesn't only uh, obliterate the dartboard. It bol- blows a hole <laughs> through the wall, through the wall on the room on the other side. Because there's like a back room office on the other side of the dartboard, and and the exterior wall. And it's like a, a six foot diameter hole just blown out the back of this building. And uh, and what's Becky think about that? That'll do, buddy. That'll do. <laughs> Well, I wanted, you to, I wanted you to know that I, I kind of know what I'm doing when it comes to this kind of stuff. The, the being a hero stuff, I don't know, but but I can make things explode. Cool. And so he goes he, – he, like, steps through the hole in the wall into that back room and, and starts tinkering away. Now let's go – Back to Amanda, the only one of our crew left. Well, I guess Chet's there. He's not really part of the crew though. In the mine. You have you have you gotten any more control of your tentacles? Or what are you thinking? What are you doing? Did you hear Claire trying to think good thoughts to you? What's up?
3: Yeah, I'm um I'm I'm quickly gaining control of my new form. And um Amanda's kind of surprised at that because um she always figured that she'd be the one that like, in a life or death situation, she'd just sort of roll over and die. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, she's, she's had her, her Xanax security blanket for, for a lot of her adult life. And, and so now she's really, she's really growing in this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so she notices like the hive mind, going on in this cavern she's sort of connected to all of these creatures and a lot of them even the ones that sort of have a more humanoid face in the bucket thing um they're all sort of thinking this uh fur tentacle creature speak they're not they're not that smart Mm -hmm. um and amanda nobody's nobody's really policing her. So she's just sort of mindlessly floating back and forth to see if she can get a feel for who's in charge. And she she's noticed these two poles and she thinks that they're the voices she heard thinking Claire. So pulls, she's trying to poles? Like a pole.
2: Like, oh, like, like draw or something. Yeah. I didn't know if
0: you were talking about people no. of Polish descent or, <laughs> no. or I thought magnetic pole, So <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. But you know yeah. she's like be, she's being pulled,
0: yeah, towards. towards
3: towards these these two creatures. So she's just trying. She doesn't want to draw attention to herself. Uh huh. But she's trying to figure out where where's sort of the power. Where's the who's in charge here? Yeah. Um, she felt Chet an- enter. Um, he was also sobbing uncontrollably. So that was that was pretty easy to pick out. Um and, and whining Brett in a high pitched voice. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. I know. Oh
0: did did you sense Claire thinking that she'd be back to back to getcha? Uh
3: I don't know. It it wasn't it wasn't a connection like that, but she felt a bit comforted. Uh-huh. Um oh, uh-huh. So, <laughs> so Amanda <laughs> Amanda thinks that that maybe she hasn't been abandoned. Maybe people have noticed she's missing, and and and, you
0: know. and who or what is is uh, is Amanda thinking about? Anybody from the crew or any escape plans or what's she thinking?
3: Um, you know, Becky's always been at the back of her mind. Um, Amanda thinks back to to the, the real determination and leadership that Becky has shown on this journey. <laughs> and, and she knows that her friend will, will come up with some way to get her out of this. Um, but, but Amanda isn't, isn't just letting herself be rescued like a damsel in distress. Um, she thinks that if she figures out who's controlling all of these creatures, um, that that maybe maybe it's like um oh you know like the vampires if you kill like the the vampire that turned you they all die oh
0: yeah yeah yeah, yep yep well you're weaving your way just kind of nonchalantly kind of i don't know doing kind of a tentacle strut through through this place and it must feel awesome to hover I mean yeah. I have the walk hovering's gotta be awesome. You do the, the closer you you get to the center of this big cavern, the the more you feel that you're getting closer to to that pole that you were talking about. And as you as you get towards the center, you you notice in the middle there there are these two creatures. They they look exactly the same. Except they're gold colored instead of that aluminum colored because that means fancy and special. Um, we are leaders, <laughs> and they're kind of at the at the center, and they're they're at this console uh, watching these screens, and you see mud puppies, and you see Liz in an office with this creature. Uh, really close to her, like it's trying to grab her. And, and Claire, I mean, uh, Liz is, is 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 trying to fend it off with a with a chair to keep this tentacle away from her. And then you see you see mud puppies as as nineteen nineteen twenty two the speakeasy, and you see some of the people that you danced with that nice night you were all liquored up and dancing, <laughs> and then doing some a small amount of murdering um, in the uh, in the speakeasy, and you see these creatures in 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 that location and then you see the suite in london where you'd been and these creatures are there as well and you what what do you think when you see that
3: amanda panics a bit yeah um i think she's even more determined now that she's got to figure a way to 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 kill these creatures. I mean, they're going everywhere that they've been.
0: So so you think kill these creatures?
3: She really does. Becky's worn off on Amanda.
0: As you think kill these creatures, all 372 of them turn and (coughs) look at you. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to go back to the (laughs) saloon. Uh, Becky, <laughs> Becky is sitting there talking to, 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 to Brett. He's pulled himself uh, to get, I mean, he knows the only way he gets Chet back is they got to go back there and they're, they're kind of working out this plan, uh, how they could get in the mine. And, uh, one of the old timers says that there's he, you, you explain where, where you'd been the entrance. And he explains that there's another mine, uh, about a quarter mile away, and if you went in the shaft there with a little bit of digging and a little bit of luck, you might be able to, to sneak in to that, that main shaft because everybody knows about this, this cathedral-like room in, in that main shaft, and, and you assume that's where these creatures are assembling. And as you're having this conversation, those swinging saloon doors open, and in walks Claire and Bo and mo or whoever the fuck it was
2: joe and Bo came came joe in and Bo,
0: yeah and, yes. and claire come walking in and uh and claire confirms that that's where everybody's at and and so what conversation ensues here oh no yeah no. joe and Bo came yeah claire's not there sorry claire's nope, not nope. there claire nope, was nope. um Clip. so those guys come in and they explain that that this cavern is where people had been and so what's the plan are you going to what what do you, what's the plan
1: well Becky hops on a table. Of course,
0: because that's what Becky does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she delivers this rousing speech about how everyone in this room has lost someone they love, and we all must band together and storm the mines through the hidden through the tunnel that that old guy told her about, and get back. Those that they've lost and loved. And when she finishes, she says, who's with me? And only Brett stands up. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a town of cowards. Oh, shit. Also, Becky points that gun at them and says, get up now or I'm blowing everybody's head off. And they've seen what that thing can do. Yeah. So Becky then heads off to the mine with uh, a town full of... Um, and it's not just a town, they, as,
0: as, as they're threatened, they all stand up and transform into wolves. And and head off running towards towards that 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 uh, that mine. Uh, Becky hops on the back of one of them. Chet <laughs> hops on the back of another one, and they head racing off towards that mine to start digging and save their friends. As as everybody as everybody disappears, uh, Sidetrack steps through the hole in the wall with this this device it's it's put together it's got like what do they call them strainers colander things like uh and some some gold pan pans and just all kinds of odds and ends put together it looks like part of an old still and he's got this big device and he looks around and and you're all gone <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he pulls out his device and, and, and looks and takes a reading and just starts, starts heading off in, your, in your, the direction you guys were going. And so we're going to leave there, and we're going to go back to Claire in this little cabin where she apparently grew up. And what are you doing?
2: I, op- <clears throat> I open the door It creaks on its hinges because it hasn't been used for years. Claire hasn't been here for over 35 years. And she just looks around and sees the dust that has settled on everything and thinks back to her childhood and how her and Colette played together when they were growing up. And then her and Colette lived here together after her after Claire's family passed on. And this was their little cabin. And there's some photographs that were taken, and she's looking at them. And
0: was is there pictures of you guys when you were young?
2: Younger and older before and, Claire.
0: And so what's a young Colette look like?
2: A young Colette? Well, her and Claire were about the same height growing up. And Colette has dark sandy blonde hair and very vibrant
0: green eyes that just really stand out. Any any resemblance to the Chloe's?
2: And when Colette was younger, yes, you can tell that the Chloe's are taken after Colette. Oh, they're like Yes, because when Colette was younger, she had blonde hair, like the Shirley Temple more so look.
0: Mm-hmm. And so as 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 Claire is there remembering her former and maybe future love, who the clones that she's made is based on, um, at Mud Puppies, the creature turns away from the office and heads into one of the classrooms. <sighs> And in this burst of light, takes off with all six Chloes. And back in your timeline, one-armed Chloe who'd been hanging out in the back of the saloon with a, a old wolf woman. <laughs> vanishes of course. in the same burst of light. Oh. And we're going to end it there. Oh, dun-dun-dun. Ah! Thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're, you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
2: (laughs) Oh.